wheels make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Throw your hands up and shout. All right, well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting season of Bills and Beers. This does kick off now the fifth season of Bills and Beers. This podcast of ours dates all the way back to four summers ago when we recorded the first episode at Big Blue. At their kitchen table, Phil Engen, friend of the show, fellow Chicagoan, had copious notes that he copied from ESPN.com, <laughs> and we've come a long way since then. We weren't planning to do anything for preseason, but the performance last Sunday, it definitely encouraged us to get together and talk some optimistic Bills football outlook. I'm Lars. Joining me today, uh, to my immediate left, is Billy the Kid Nichols. What's happening, Bills Nation? And with us again tonight, the always beautiful Miss Cassie Ozark. Super Bowl, baby. That's right. I'm feeling Super Bowl, too. We should give a shout-out to Jam and Jeff Day, who is uh, now RIP as far as we're concerned. Uh, he has made the move to Minneapolis, Minnesota, so it'll be a rarity to get him on the show, but I'm sure he's listening. So, Jeff, you're with us in spirit. We would pour one out for you, but there's this lovely new rug here in the Weeborg household, and we do not want to ruin it. It's not new, but I'd appreciate it if you didn't ruin it nonetheless. So, can I say that it's ugly? It, uh, it's, it's not. I'm, I'm just the, light, the lighting isn't favorable in here. Um, so, hell of a performance by our boys on Sunday. We want to get to that. We want to talk about what's coming up on Friday. Uh, some different things now to be considering as we go into the season. But I think throughout Bill's Nation, there's a lot of optimism after we uh, took it to the Indianapolis coast. So, without further ado, let's talk about what we saw and what we plan to see. Let's go, Buffalo. Let's go, Buffalo. Let's go, Buffalo. The Bills make me wanna shout. So there's no point in waiting to talk about it, and uh, that is the performance of EJ Manuel. And I can say that it is so exciting. It's exciting already to turn on. Uh, ESPN and to see football being being played highlights you know seven of the ten things along the left hand side are talking about football but it is even better to just see a three second clip of EJ Manuel just you know just there in a blue uniform and not to can I interject those uniforms those horse collars are gone couldn't be happier Love the new look. Yeah, those uniforms last year, the white around the collar. Oh, God. If anyone ever knows that, they were, like, pointy. It was, it was like there was an actual, like, polo collar. Yeah, it was bad. Integrated into the football jersey. I don't know why. Like, it was so bad. Who, who thought that was a good idea? But So those are done. Uh, but EJ had uh, had a great, great game. Um, a couple of those throws, you were like, mm, man, okay, that was a little bit behind. He had that one check down. He should not have thrown that to Freddie. But... All in all, um, I would say, I mean, my bit, obviously the, uh, the two-minute drive was amazing, and he had some really, really uh, good throws along that drive. But I think just seeing, him, seeing the ball thrown, it's, it's so pathetic saying this, but seeing our quarterback throw a ball properly yeah. <laughs> is very nice to see. Like, no matter what, the season's looking up. <laughs> So I will say this, and I will take this to my grave, that uh, if Dave Wonstadt had the defense last year in the top 25, that Fitzpatrick would still be our quarterback, or at the very least competing with E.J. Manuel or some other unnamed rookie for the starting job. Uh, and I'm, I, I, you will not talk me out of it. I don't think Fitzpatrick was that bad of a quarterback, okay? But Fitzpatrick had to, like, 
really put all of his weight behind the ball to get a little zip over the middle. And it just looked like he was laboring out there. And EJ just made it look so easy. And it's so nice to see that to what, to what you're talking about. A guy who makes uh, all the, you know, has proper throwing mechanics. And then his 29-yard scramble, too. Uh, he made that look easy, too. So it's tough to talk bad about Fitzpatrick. I'm, I'm going to follow his career in Tennessee now. He was the best quarterback we had in Buffalo uh, probably since Jim Kelly. I'm just going to go out there and say it. Uh, the guy was a gamer. He had a lot of hustle and a lot of heart. But, boy, it's nice to see somebody out there who's got the physical tools as well as what's going on upstairs in E.J. Manuel. So I'm probably not as confident as the two of you. I mean – the only really good thing I saw was that two-minute drill, and yes, that was very good, and we haven't had a solid two-minute drill in Buffalo in in, in numerous years. You know, understand it's his first start, it's a preseason game, on the road, but some of those first passes, I was like, they looked real ugly, real, real ugly. So I'm not going to go out and say, oh, he's the second coming of Jim Kelly, Um but I think he's got some room for improvement. Are you happier that you're seeing him take the snaps as opposed to Ryan Fitzpatrick? Yes. Are you happier that he is taking those snaps as opposed to Kevin Cobb? I don't know. We'll have to see come, come Friday. Okay. Yeah, that's fair response. I, I am also happier seeing him take the snaps than Geno Smith. Oh, yeah. oh absolutely. There's no question well, there. It was, it, was, uh, it was funny to... Watch. Uh, I was watching whatever one of ESPN, some some uh, NFL show today, and they were going through like you know the teams that still have question marks at QB, and it was like you know do they have a question mark there or is it you know is it now decided type thing, and I just I mean they went through like five teams. It was like you know Oakland, who's it? Matt Flynn. Um, they went through uh, it. Uh, the Jets, you know, Geno Smith, Sanchez, and a couple of teams, and I was just like. <sighs> I mean, granted, it was only one game, but it just felt good to feel like we were in a in – a, I'm like, thank God we're not that team. Yeah. Right? Um, well, here, I, w- I want to talk about that two-minute drill. And all credit be to EJ. It, granted, he kind of dinked it and dunked his way down the field, but he made accurate throws. Uh, but more importantly for that drive, that was the best clock management mm-hmm. we've seen in Buffalo in a decade. We're coming off – Dick Duran and Chan Gailey. Dick Duran way more so than Chan Gailey, but Chan every, every once in a while too made clock management, especially in crunch time, look difficult. And they made it look easy. And that is 100% coaching because we're talking about our third string running back, Deshard Choice, finding the sideline. We're talking about our rookie wide receiver. Robert Woods making great plays to get out of bounds. Now, granted, he's well-touted as the best wide receiver, at least the most polished NFL-ready wide receiver coming out of the league. But those guys knew what they were doing. Like they, It was clear that they knew, and whether that's E.J. Manuel reinforcing it every play in the huddle or them practicing it and the coaches instilling that this is how you run the two-minute drill, we have not seen a team as well-prepared. And I thought that you could tell that in all phases of the game. It wasn't just our offense. That two-minute drill kind of exemplified yeah. It, it's but, just but you know defense. everyone everyone on the same page mm-hmm. right and and for as young as this team is for as many rookies and undrafted free agents and new guys we have on this roster i was probably more so than anything i love manuel's performance i love cj's two runs yeah. nine yards per carry in the first quarter 
Nobody impressed me more last Sunday than Doug Marone. I, and I would agree. I, I think it, if you look at it, it looks like a disciplined team. There were no the, the penalties aside. Well, yes, but true. He, he also made it a point to say in his press conference, so that's on his radar. True, that'll be addressed. True, and, and some of those were, were maybe you know first time on the field excitement penalties and and guys trying to play hard and, and things like that. But, I mean, I felt like it was a well-run, disciplined team and that, you know, no one was running around looking, oh, where do I go or what do I do? And, you know, they kind of all seemed to have a place and a role and a responsibility and everybody can, knew what theirs was. Now, that said, uh, there were two occasions where players on the field were barking at their teammates trying to get them in the new, into a right position. Bill, you and I already talked about one of them, which was when um, – Mario Williams, in like the second or third play from scrimmage, was screaming at Marcel Darius to yeah. kick out a little bit. And then the Colts ended up running right where Mario was pointing, and they got like four or five yards. I set him up for a third and shorter, I believe at least. And even after the play, Mario stayed stayed with him. Was John? I love to see that because I feel like we didn't see that kind of passion or that kind of mm-hmm. leadership or at least that kind of vocal presence from Mario Williams at all last year. Another time, though, and we if we're going to talk about great performances on Sunday, we we were remiss in not mentioning this guy, Jeff Tool, on a couple of occasions was barking at. I know at least one. Once he was he was telling to Rick Rogers where to line up, but his stat line. Now, granted, he was playing against other guys who are probably not going to be in the NFL in two months. But lest we forget, all those guys are playing for their lives too. That guy looked absolutely sick. He was automatic out there. He knew the offense. He was confident. And for an undrafted rookie free agent, I mean, what else can you expect from a guy? I think. I mean, again, I mean, so much of that has to come down to. Uh, to coaching and the fact that you look at every year all these guys who get drafted and you know how these guys come out of nowhere and all of a sudden have all this success and then there's people who who have been scouted for years and years and years and these amazing athletes these amazing players and they end up doing nothing nothing in the NFL it's just you know they're a product of your product of the system that that you're in and the players that are around you and We'll see, but it seems like the fact that everyone is on the same page, all the way from the guys who are going to most likely be on the bench, the guys who might even be cut, um, and the third-string quarterback, like they're on the same page as well, right? So from top to bottom, uh, you've got guys that are running through the same system, so you so you can have have success as a as a guy like Jeff Tool. Now, Bill, I know you for a long time have been a champion of the notion that in the NFL and in professional sports in general, with the exception of a couple outliers at both ends of the spectrum, the talent pool is pretty much the same, and that more often than not, 80% of the time, the difference is coaching. And I felt on Sunday that that was what made us. That's why we put up a franchise record 44 points, because our guys – not necessarily the most talented guys, and geez, we are young. We got a lot of rookies out there. We got a lot of guys who have never been in a Bills uniform out there. A lot of guys yeah. who have never been in a Bills uniform out there, and they look ready to play. You know what else was great to see? Which it's just it's been years since since we've seen it. Hard hits. Yes. Where I mean, there was like, oh, oh, I found myself doing that several <laughs> times. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because you look at these other teams, whether the Steelers or, or you know, I mean, pretty much any other team is out there like hitting hard and, and the, those bone crushing hits that you. I can't wait to see the replay on that. And there were a few of them. 
Yeah, definitely. Aaron Williams looks to be born again at safety. Yeah. Uh, and even a couple of the backup guys. We got that uh, Blatnick fella out there. He's built like a rhino. He was all over the place. We saw Mario Williams go untouched to the quarterback. They're right, right there. When, when <laughs> in the last four years have you seen a? I mean, I remember watching games, other teams play, getting frustrated, be like. Why is it that we never, ever have a guy get to the quarterback oh. completely untouched? No, we'd have a, what's his name, and then he'd, like, trip and fall. Oh, and, Kelsey. Yeah, Kelsey, yeah, yeah. you know. Kelsey would get seven <laughs> yards upfield and trip over his own yeah, shoes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, again, there's a lot to be excited about, but we're not perfect. We're not perfect yet. I, I'm feeling very confident about this team. I'm not going to give any predictions just yet. Where do you guys look at this roster and think, oh, boy, that, uh, that, that, could, that could cost us a game or two? I, I'm still not sold on our linebackers. I, I, I still feel like we're pretty weak, and I feel like we can be, get beat up there, especially when you start looking at, you know, tight ends. If, if Gronk comes back, you know, we're just getting eaten up alive by that position. If I'm not being able to cover him, but other than that, I mean, maybe our kicker. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I think between linebackers and uh, and our cornerbacks. Especially if uh, we start to face some injuries at some point during the season, uh, you know we'll have to have to rely on some young guys to to step up. And like Cassie was saying, you get the the tight ends or those little like bubble screens, and we just get eaten up for like ten, twelve, fifteen yards. I see a lot of that happening. Um, we're gonna allow teams to march down the field a bit, and hopefully we'll be able to. Force enough mistakes with some some blitzes and and uh, and some good pass rushes this year that'll even some of that out a little bit. Um, I will. I I agree with what you guys are saying. I would say that our linebackers are vastly improved, but re, but remain unproven. Um, mm-hmm. We've got rookie Kiko Lons about there who's calling the signals. And before we went live here, I, I made uh, mention to Billy that I fully expect him at least once. Week one against New England, assuming that Tom Brady comes back from his little knee injury, uh, to get completely burned by a play action. Um, oh, yeah. his, how, big, how big is he? He's big enough. He's like six one, probably like two thirty. I mean, he's he's like typical linebacker size, but he's known for his aggression, and you don't want to. We got from Cincinnati. From Oregon. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. He's the You're talking about Manny Lawson, yeah. who had, yeah. a, he had a good game. He, he had, had a, a great game. Yeah. game. Yes, he did. And Jerry Hughes did as well. I will say though that. My biggest concern for this team right now is the entire left side of the line, and I'm including Cordy Glenn in there. Mm-hmm. I'm starting mm-hmm. to wonder how how Andy Levitri made him look better last year, um, and I'm skeptical that he's good enough to cover for what we all know will be a deficiency at left guard now that Levitri's gone. I wasn't altogether upset when we let Andy Levitri walk, because I think he ended up getting more money than he's worth. So I, I don't put, I don't put it on the front office that they let him go. And I don't consider that a mistake. We haven't really made an effort to replace him yet. That is a little bit questionable, but I think that left side of our line yeah, could, I, could give us some problems. I totally agree with you, but knowing that we have a mobile quarterback makes it a little bit more bearable. I mean, Getting some play action in there, getting you know, getting him scrambling. You know, I I really feel like it kind of it's going to open up the game more. I mean, even if they run, you know, the option a little bit with CJ in there. I mean, just imagine that. Like, oh, you know, which way are you going to go? You can go after CJ. You know, it, it could be good there. So, 
hopefully I agree. That, hopefully that helps create some confusion out there. And they say that fortune favors speed, and between EJ, CJ, TJ, uh, and Marquise Goodwin, holy Christ, <laughs> do we have a lot of speed on that side of the ball, so I'm not worried about that at all. Um, Kevin Cobb has an opportunity this Friday to make it a hat trick. Uh, we're two for two in quarterback performances. If, in fact, Cobb can bring it the way Jeff Tool and EJ did last week, I think we can certainly chalk it up to coaching and having these guys prepared. We'll see how he performs. Uh, I'll be watching the game. I know you guys will be, too. Uh, any, any, any last uh, parting words of wisdom here? No, just excited for a... Uh, for, uh, for a good season. Excited for opening day. A little Patriots action in Buffalo. I mean, I'm just chomping at the bit, getting ready for it. And I think we will be back for that Patriots game. Uh, Billy, anything you want to add before we, we sign off here tonight? I'm just trying to decide if I want Brady to be injured or I want to play against him. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he, it seems to be, I mean, today he slipped in, uh, or excuse me, he got, that's a, uh, What's his name? Cobb. Cobb, yeah. to Phil. Um, no, who, by the way, is uh, it's now official. Me, as the youngest member of Bills and Beers, yes. uh, am now officially older than all of the Buffalo Bills quarterbacks. I think it's the first time in my life I can say that. Huh. Wow. Either, either the quarterbacks are getting really young or we're just getting really freaking old. It's both. <laughs> it's definitely both. Uh, but, no, I mean, uh, Brady, uh, it's, it's, it's been interesting, uh, obviously, to follow him pretty closely over the past couple of years and you know, see him. The years before that, how he would just pick us apart, and finally started to see a couple chinks in the armor, um, you know, over the past couple of years. And I think today is just another example of that. Uh, he's he's mortal after he's, all. He's going he, he's going to go down at, at at some point in a big way, and uh, very well might be in week one against the Buffalo Bills. Well, we'll be back to talk about week one. We got three more preseason games prior to that. Uh, we'll be enjoying it from afar. We probably won't be doing an episode, but we'll be on the Facebooks and Twitters. Uh, so all I'm hoping for for the next three weeks is some safe football. I want our guys to come out of here injury-free. We've done pretty well, knock on wood, as far as that goes so far. Uh, let's hope that uh, everybody makes it into week one, and we'll see how the roster shapes up as we go along. So uh, without further ado, go Bills. Bills. The Bills make me wanna Chelsea!